Welcome to the second episode of Church of St. Agnes Quick Talks. Before I introduce our next speaker, I just wanted to quickly remind everyone that if you'd like to see this podcast continue, please consider donating. Go to churchofstagnes.org and just click on the donate button. Second, obviously during this difficult time, it's important for us as a parish to come together. If there's anything we can do, if we can pray for you, pray for your loved ones, please drop us a line, news at churchofstagnes.org. Our next speaker needs no introduction from me. Mr. John Dijak served as the Dean of Students at St. Agnes School, as well as the Director of Adult Faith Formation at our parish. John Dijak is currently the President of Father Gabriel Richard High School in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he's also the co-editor of With God in America. I'm sure John would agree that if you want to learn more about Servant of God, Father Walter Chiswick, or if you want to become a member and supporter of the Father Walter Chiswick Prayer League, visit chiswick.org. That's C-I-S-Z-E-K dot O-R-G. Greetings, everyone. It's a great honor and privilege for me to be part of this podcast. Uh, it's a double honor for me to speak on the servant of God, Father Walter Chiswick. Uh, in this time of pandemic where we are kind of topsy-turvy in our lives, our uh, or things that were solid are no longer so, and things that we took for granted are now attaining to a great importance in our minds and thoughts, uh, such as receiving our Lord and Holy Communion, or going to Mass, or even just socializing with friends. Um, he's a great he's a great friend for us in this regard, because he knew such deprivation himself. And so not only is he an inspiration, but he can also help us as a friend in heaven, interceding for us to our blessed Lord, that we can come through this pandemic uh, with a stronger faith and really knowing what is most important. Uh, bodily health is important. Bodily life is important, but it's not as important as eternal life and the preparation of our souls uh, for what we were created to be, which is saints. So he is uh, a true friend who can help us, especially during this time. And I just want to take an opportunity today to talk a little bit about him, offer some words of encouragement and offer some words uh, from his own teaching and his own life. Uh, that will help us, I think, in uh, understanding the pandemic and uh, and getting through it. Uh, Father Chiswick, of course, if you don't know, uh, was an American Jesuit priest born in 1904 in a coal mining town in Pennsylvania, and was a bit of a hellion as a kid. He, as a as a grade school kid and a teenager, he can, he liked to pick fights. He liked to box. He liked to do things that were uh, not what one would associate with a priest. But when he was in eighth grade, he decided to become a priest, much to everyone's surprise. And uh, not only to become a priest, but he he uh, after matriculating through Orchard Lake Seminary, which was a Seminary for uh, Prospective Diocesan Priests in Orchard Lake, Michigan, uh, mainly of Polish extraction. He uh, attended a retreat with uh, led by a Jesuit, and he was really very taken with the Jesuits, and he decided to become one. And in the 1920s, 
as he is going through his Jesuit studies, uh, a call comes out from Pope Pius XI to uh, ask for priests who would volunteer to be missionaries in Russia. Now, Russia at this time had, uh, for about seven to ten years, been taken over by the communists, and so it was extremely dangerous. The uh, The regime was an atheistic, materialistic regime, and God was essentially locked out of life. Religion was sidelined, um, and many people were suffering and uh, even being put to death, sent to the gulags, these uh, concentration camps, uh, who would profess God. The uh, violation for, prof uh, for those who would profess God was um, a certain um, uh, understanding of subversion, a certain uh, subversive activity to the state. That's how they described it. So it was into this regime that the Pope was asking for intrepid priests. Uh, it, it's, it's quite the commentary on our own modern life that the, uh, the church's shepherds were at the forefront back then of sending their men into harm's way uh, because the highest law of the church is the salvation of souls. And Nothing, a government, a disease, uh, police power, nothing would stop priests from doing their duty or making themselves available to the faithful. So it's quite the commentary um, on the duty of the priest that uh, Father Walter and others like him uh, went into Russia under those circumstances. He's in Russia. He is imprisoned for five years in solitary confinement after being caught, and he's deprived of the sacraments. He's deprived of the ability to do priestly work. And after that five years, he does an additional 15 years in the gulag, in the concentration camps of northern Siberia, where backbreaking labor, mining, uh, putting together uh, cities and uh, working in hard, uh, harsh conditions also did not allow him to conduct the priestly work that he thought he might have done. But yet there were always times for him to do it. He would meet on the side of a bunk and hear a confession. He would walk along barbed wire and hear the confessions of those similarly imprisoned in these gulag camps. He would go to the middle of the forest with a bunch of uh, fellow prisoners and offer mass on the stump of a tree with bread spirited away and a little bit of wine made from raisins allowed to ferment uh, in a little tin cup. And these were precious moments for father and they were precious moments for the, for the uh, fellow prisoners. And they would fast from midnight the night before sometimes until the afternoon the next day, just for an opportunity to receive Holy Communion. So much was their faith. And so, uh, and, and when you think about how they were deprived of any sort of nourishment, how much more uh, meaning does that bring? 
Father Walter, in his book, He Leadeth Me, brings tragedy to the fore when we when he talks of um, how oftentimes we forget about God. And if I can quote him, he says, it's a sad commentary on our human frailty that we fail to think of God or see him behind the comfortable routines of day-to-day existence. It is only in a crisis that we remember him and turn to him. It is moments of loss or family tragedy or personal despair that men turn to him and ask why. Mysteriously, God in his providence must make use of our tragedies to remind our fallen human nature of his presence and his love, of the constancy of his concern and care for us. It is not vindictiveness on his part. He does not send us tragedies to punish us for having so long forgotten him. The failing is on our part. He is always present and ever faithful. It is we who fail to see him or to look for him in times of ease and comfort, to remember he is there shepherding and guarding and providing us the very things we come to count on and to sustain us every day. When Father returned from Russia to the United States, he was a uh, sought-after spiritual director and guide, and he he really saw his time in Russia as a preparation to come back to the United States, and I think that is an accurate statement. He did heroic things in Russia, but when he came back to the United States, that is when he really took on the uh, heroic virtue and helped people to pray. And if we can leave you with Father Walter's words, uh, and this may be an encouragement to you um, during this time of difficulty, um, he this, this is a great summary of his message to all of us and his fellow citizens and his friends in the church. He says, no man's life is insignificant in God's sight, nor are his works insignificant, no matter what the world or his neighbors or family or friends may think of them. Yet what a terrible responsibility is here, for it means that no moment can be wasted, no opportunity missed, since each has a purpose in man's life. Each has a purpose in God's plan. Think of your day, today or yesterday. Think of the work you did, the people you met moment by moment. What did it mean to you and what might it have meant for God? Is the question too simple to answer or are we just afraid to ask it for fear of the answer we must give? The air is full these days with talk of peace, of commitment, of fulfillment, yet no one can know greater peace, no one can be more committed, no one can achieve a greater sense of fulfillment in his life than the man who believes this truth of the faith and strives daily to put it into practice. If it all seems too simple, you only have to try to find out how difficult it is. But you have only to try to find out as well the joy and the peace and the happiness it can bring. For what can ultimately trouble the soul that accepts every moment of every day as a gift from the hands of God and strives always to do his will? If God is for us, who can stand against us? Nothing, not even death, can separate us from God. Nothing can touch us that does not come from his hand. Is this too simple or are we just afraid to really believe it? to accept it fully and in every detail of our lives, to yield ourselves up to it in total commitment. This is the ultimate question of faith, and each must answer for it 
for the for it himself in the quiet of his heart and in the depths of his soul but to answer it in the affirmative is to know a peace to discover a meaning to life that surpasses all understanding this is the only secret i have come to know it is not mine alone christ himself spoke of it the saints have practiced it others have written about it far better than i i can only hope that what i have written will strike a responsive chord in some will prove a help to others however few and i pray that you may be one of them father walter chiswick pray for us